Hey everyone, this is Justin Kinsel here, pastor of worship here at Grace Church. Uh, is that no, weird? Yep, it's super weird. And you're like, hey everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can do this. Okay, ready? Hey everybody, Justin Kinsel here. Wait, the worship. I wasn't even, I was looking over there. Are you, what, what's going I on suck, over there? I suck. <laughs> what's over there that we need to look at? All right. Howdy. Nope. <laughs> Hey everybody, my name is Justin Kinsel. I'm the worship pastor here at Grace Church. Uh, this lady next to me, you may recognize from Sunday mornings, singing with us on the stage. This is Ashley. She's actually my wife, and so we've been married for 10 years. We have uh, four kids, which is a lot of kids. A lot of kids. And uh, we really kind of grew up around Christianity, you know, sort of in Christianity, but maybe we're sort of not impacted by the truth of it. I think that's sort of my story is like I grew up kind of a nominal Christian where you know I was around Christianity I knew all the things to say and all the right words to not say and all the you know the ways to dress and when you are uh, a singer you know typically people will kind of take you and just put you on a platform and you're a leader now and uh, so I kind of went throughout my life sort of undiscipled. That's how I would describe who I was before we went through this season in our marriage is that I was a, a very moral person. My life was really more sin management than death, death to myself. And I, I, I think, like you said, that's really common with worship leaders. Uh, Ashley and I had just gotten married, you know, uh, when we left college and graduated together. And I found myself, you know, like we talked about sort of this trajectory uh, being on stage has kind of gone from different stages into becoming the worship pastor of the largest Christian university in the world. So I'm the worship pastor, I'm writing songs, we're recording records, uh, you know, my personal career was kind of going up and I, I was getting some endorsement deals and uh, I just opened up for third day in Washington DC and I was being booked for a bunch of different, you know, worship festivals and then right then is when a new boss was hired at the university uh, and he came in and essentially just cleaned house and so we were out and we had just uh, bought a new house we had just found out we were pregnant with our third um, and so life really sort of took this kind of right angle turn and everything that we uh, felt like we you know we had was gone we had to sell our house uh, we lost uh, an incredible amount of money or pretty much everything we had in the sale. Um, we had to move in with my parents in Colorado, just with all our earthly belongings in a crate in the backyard. <laughs> and, and not only that, but all the contacts that I had made, some of the progress that I had made in my music career was essentially over because I didn't have that platform anymore. And so all those doors sort of slammed shut overnight. Well, and I think something important to note is, like, job loss is one thing. When your job is in your community of faith, it really feels like a death. And so it was just incredibly isolating. Well, that's what it felt like. It was like, it wasn't like I was losing a job. It was like I lost my purpose. I felt a deep sadness. I felt a deep depression. I felt intense anger. And then really my faith in God was shaken. It wasn't strong enough to withstand uh, these intense hardships that we found ourselves in. And I think for me, what was happening on the side, you know, I had been essentially in ministry my whole life. My first solo in church was at eight years old. And so there was this sensation in me of, you know what? I've done everything that you've asked me to. 
Okay, I, I married the first guy that I dated and kept myself pure. I tithe, I've been a good girl, I've served the church, and, and this, this is the, the payoff. And that's really what suffering will do, is it will reveal your theology, good or bad. And for me, mine was very, very transactional. Like, I do this, and you give me this. Not, you are God and you are sovereign, and I trust you with it all. And so my heart was becoming really hard during this time because I'm, I'm a pastor's wife. I've been a pastor's wife my entire marriage, and I'm watching my husband question if he even wants to be uh, in ministry, if he even wants to follow Christ anymore. You see those videos or you read these articles about people like Christian leaders who have just left the faith. I was moving in that direction fast. I was quickly questioning everything about Christianity, everything theologically. I was questioning uh, the validity of scripture. I actually began to look into other religions just to see what on earth like this whole religious thing is, spirituality in general. I started to back way up and go, all right, like what in the, you know, it's like, like when Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? Um, I started asking that in, inside of just going, what, what is truth? I don't even know. And so as we um, kind of kept going, we found ourselves in one of the largest multi-site churches in America. And I became one of the worship pastors at one of their larger campuses. And we were doing seven services a weekend. And we were both singing. And obviously, like our marriage was kind of doing this. So marriage-wise, we were we were kind of on the rocks. Because we'd get in bed at night and she would ask, you know, maybe a theological question. Hey, do you think God, you know, maybe does this? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, who? Who knows? Like, who cares? Like, how can anyone know? I remember being on the way to a worship service. Like, I remember you were driving and I was sitting in the passenger seat and I asked you a question and, and that was your response. And I remember just looking out the window being like, this, this cannot be my life. This cannot be my life right now that we have lost everything. It's all continuing to swirl down the toilet. And now my husband doesn't even believe in God anymore. You know, I was, I was walking away from God at a pretty steady pace. The one thing that kept me interested, though, was I just thought, man, if this book, if there's legitimacy to it, it's just, it's strange to me that there's all these warnings about false teachers all throughout it, like all throughout the New Testament. There's all these warnings, like guard the doctrine. And so I just started kind of researching some of that stuff. There's there's some godly men, there's some ungodly people on YouTube that <laughs> are kind of like, no one is saved but me. And so, you know. But there's also some people that just have really like the gift of discernment and they, they love the body and they're just trying to warn the body about certain things. And, you know, he'd play a sermon from kind of like a, like a really popular like prosperity preacher and would pause it after this preacher would say something. And then he would say, all right, here's, here's what this guy said. Here's what the word says, you know, and really just comparing what people were teaching to the word of God. So I was kind of focusing on this as a hobby. Secretly, the Lord was kind of putting the word in my heart and then also just learning how to look at scripture, how to read it, how to study it, what it really means. Um, had brought scriptures into my mind that I felt like I had never read before growing up. And so I'm kind of getting impacted with this stuff, but all the while still just going, I'm, I'm you know, me and God are not, not okay. We're at this church and they have this big kind of all staff event where they take all the, the staff from all like 26 campuses, fly them all into the main campus, and they do a lot of kind of culture building. At that point, I had just been so disillusioned that I was like, all right, like I'm, 
I, and I walk outside. I go to this kind of dark hill, and there's no one around, and I just, you know, I'm not really this kind of guy, but I just started shouting at the Lord, like shouting out loud at the sky. And I was like, here's the deal. I need you to do something. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, it's lightning or like just butterflies flying in my face. Like, I don't care, <laughs> I don't care what it is. I just need you to do something here to show that you're there or else I'm walking away, like I'm done. And so I waited uh, for a minute and then nothing happened. And so I kind of took this deep breath of like, okay, like I, that's it. And so I just started walking inside, kind of with this really intense disappointment, but also this resolve of like, I guess this is my new life. So I walk in and I sit down and right as I'm sitting down, the worship band is going off. The, the pastor of the church is coming on and the first thing out of his mouth is that he, he announces that one of these prosperity preachers that I had been studying was going to come and preach for two weekends. And it was this like, like the Holy Spirit took a two by four and just smacked it over my head and everything just kind of locked and came together. And it was this, it was this moment of like, what, what is going on? And instead of just two minutes ago where I'm shaking my fist at God, demanding that he do something, he actually took the last four months of research and just kind of this hobby and brought this moment together where it all just made sense in one minute. So literally that night I was like, okay, like I'm in, you got me, like here I am. If this book is true, and it is, that means it's the most important truth in the entire universe. And so I began to read it and pour through it. I would like, you know, actually be getting ready in the morning. I would come in there like in tears and just go, have you read, have you read this? <laughs> yeah, and I think you would, hear that story and assume that my response to that was just joy and gratitude and I'd love to be able to tell you that it was um, but that was not the place that I was in I mean at this point we had been going through just such extreme loss uh, financially um, with with our friendships uh, we had a daughter who was suffering with a lot of health issues we'd been in three different states at this point nowhere to call home uh, felt like we were raising babies on the run sometimes I not only that yeah. though but I was angry and so I was like a visibly angry presence in our home and yeah. I would come home and I would be really irritable and really irritated. Like even after kind of that initial moment, like I'm still being sanctified, but just inside there's still a bunch of anger and, and you know, depression and things that the Lord had to kind of work out of me uh, and still is. But the truth is like at that point we were, we were not okay. Like our marriage yeah. was. I looked at him like I'm on my own raising these kids. I've been the stable one emotionally and spiritually, and I don't trust you. And I felt so justified in that. I, I grew up in a home with a, a bipolar parent, someone who from day to day, moment to moment, I could not trust. And so experiencing something that felt similar because of how I grew up, I really retreated to this place of self-sufficiency. Um, and so the Lord was breaking Justin and sanctifying him. And for me, I was just growing more and more hard of, uh, I don't need you, I don't need you, and I can do this by myself. 
So during this time that, that Justin was really growing in his faith, it had been about six months. I'm still very skeptical at this point. And uh, we went through uh, the hardest season of, of our lives. Um, our daughter, Nora, who was uh, just four years old at the time, um, literally had uh, a cold virus that went off the beaten path in her body. And within 24 hours, she had had a seizure. She had left lobe pneumonia. Her other lung had collapsed. She was in septic shock. Uh, and we were not being comforted with words like, it's gonna be okay, or she's gonna make it. And Nora was in the, the hospital for 14 days. Eight of those days were um, days where we literally did not know if she was gonna make it. Um, I never left the hospital in those 14 days that I just couldn't. And every night I would put on a Shane and Shane hymns album and just sit there and, and have these guttural sobs into my pillow uh, because I had never felt more out of control in my entire life. It was in that moment that I, I understood fully that I was in Christ and that the Holy Spirit was literally persevering in me when I, I couldn't utter a word and when I had absolutely nothing to contribute. Um, I, I knew that, that Christ was my only hope, uh, not just for my daughter's life, but for what would happen if she didn't make it. Um, it was the, the first time that I became confronted with the reality that God is good even when I don't feel good. Um, because we had spent years going, I don't feel good, so you must not be good. Um, and so being able to say, I fully trust you with my child, no matter what you do here, um, it forever, forever changed my life and, uh, and changed our home and, and broke us. Well, and I think that the perspective shift too comes from the goal no longer being uh, in the midst of loss, how to get it back. It's this idea that it's okay to lose it because this is not it. Our, our promise is in heaven. That's what we're pressing on to. So I think for what, what it all, the journey so far has done for us is it's given us a gratitude uh, for the things that we have and for each other and for our family. Things can still happen. You know, we could still lose her. We could still lose another one of our kids. We could still lose each other. We could still lose this home. We could still lose another job. Um, and yet, God is still good. It's caused us to trust Him. It's caused us to be grateful. And it's also just sort of burned away um, sort of the desires to be famous. And now, I think rather than fame, you know, our focus has become just faithfulness. Just love the Lord and just pursue Him every single day. Faithfulness. We can know Him by His Word, and He just wants us to be faithful in our marriages with our kids, and that's where the real fruit is, is just following Him, doing what He wants us to do in the things that He's given us and in the, the places He's given us to shepherd. So that's kind of our story. I hope any of that encourages you. We love this church. Um, we're so grateful that we were able to share some of this with you today. So God bless.